spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire Exploring Magic with Two Modern Witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And I'm really in the mood for like a summer barbecue moment. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We finally have summer. And I think it's going to stick around for a little bit. Yeah. Detta and I have a date on the books where she's going to come over and we're going to eat outside and like enjoy the sunshine in each other's company. I'm really excited about our little date that we have coming up next week. Because, or the next week, I guess. Yeah. A week from tomorrow to get a little, get a little outdoor picnic time in on the back deck. Viking blood mead. If it's really hot out, we can sit in my kiddie pool. (gasps) I love that. I love a business meeting from a kiddie pool. I know, right? I'm going (laughs) to put a kiddie pool out for the raccoons. Yeah. I'm hoping (laughs) that our kiddie pool does not become a kiddie pool for the raccoons. I'm going to put out a couple buckets of water for them and... Well, that's right, because your raccoons are not as... My raccoons are shitheads. Yeah. Yours yeah. are nicer than mine. <laughs> well, I have a mommy, so that's, you yeah. know, who knows what the kids are going to be like. Will yeah. she raise them well? I don't know. I assume so. She seems to be a good soul. <laughs> she seems nice. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I'm like craving outdoor time, but yeah, also me too. it's so fucking hot. It's not hot like last year. And it's not hot like other places in this country right now no. are experiencing. But um, one of my coworkers was like, the heat index here is 111. And I was like, that makes me want to throw up and cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was able to come inside when it got really hot earlier today. I got be- a little sunburn yesterday driving Did around you? with my mom. Yeah. Oh, be careful. I wear sunscreen. Oh. I had sunscreen on. Good, good. But, good, good. Yeah. I had a class today. I went oh. to a writing class. Yeah, it was called Writing Across Cultures. Mm. And it was about probably exactly what you're thinking of. Most of us were white, <laughs> except for the instructor, who is Vanessa. And the reason that I bring this up is because when I got her emails talking about the class, she had links to her website and her books, which I cannot wait to read. But on her website, she has all of these recordings of her interviews and stuff like that. And one of them from NPR, I want to say it was 2008, she talks about Chinese New Year. And I am totally going to be sharing that with everybody. It's so magical. And she talks about the magic of Chinese New Year. It's just really awesome. It's that amazing. sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah, and it was a good class. You know, Tammy was in it as well. That Tammy, Tammy and I have been lucky because Bellevue College does a lot of this work, and I feel very blessed to have been in on it for quite a while. It was good. It was good, and, I, and she was a great teacher. And she, wow, 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 white people. Yeah, yeah. I the, say that at yeah. least once a day. Yeah, the men though in the class were awesome. I'm glad that you got to be around creative energy today. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. But anyway, check out Vanessa Hugh. I've just started into Sparkland. <laughs> we're still <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it as, as Sparks. I'll talk about her work um, uh, during our Sparks. But I've blown it. I've blown the surprise. Oh, well. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes anticipation is better than surprise. There you go. I like that. Yeah. So, and we are still recording on June 26th. Yep. So if anything big has happened in the world, we don't know about it yet. <gasps> we don't know about it yet. But we could. I Can I share what just happened? Yes. Oh, yeah. We, we were pre-talking through what we were going to talk about today so that we didn't overlap or knew if we were going to overlap. I didn't have a deja vu. I had a flooding in from my dream journal dream where we were doing this that I had like 15 or 20 years ago and Corey pointed out that I just met her 15 years ago so I don't know if it was right before that or right after I met her or when it was but it was so you know those dreams that are just so clear and you don't know I I I must not have met you yet Corey because you're not your name's not there Mm. and I, I know it's not because yeah, my but face? all the yes, 
Cool. Yes, I think it is. I'm well. No, your hair is. <laughs> when nice. I'm thinking back at it, I don't know. I'll have to go find the dream journal that it's in, and I can't wait. To see how me, details. I, if you want to, I want to yeah. hear what it says. Oh yeah, totally. I will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, do yeah. you want to head to the library? I would love. Well, I would love to tell people what we're talking about, and My then bad. head to the library. That's okay. We got excited about dream journals. I we get totally it. It happens. Did. We're talking about something today that I'm really excited to talk about. I've wanted to do this episode for a while, but like other episodes just kind of had to take precedent, which is like totally fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm very excited to talk about it now. I've been, I've been ready. I'm really excited. I, Uh, I am excited as well. I have to say though, I am terrified of poppets, but not for the reason you might think. I lose everything all the time. (laughs) And I cannot imagine making a poppet of myself, which we will talk about why you would do that. And I, I'm sure I would lose it and then I'd get crushed or something. That is the only reason I'm very excited about this and I'm very excited to use some of this magic. Uh, it's, it's, it is the perfect intersection of a couple of my interests. So I'm really excited for us <gasps> really? to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, let's, ah, now I can't wait to hear what those are. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Let's, let's do go it. to the library. All right. Okay, bring it well, on. Well, first, first <laughs> of all, I want to tell you my sources. Okay. So, obviously, soothing balm in these trying times, Wikipedia, witchesofthecraft.com, sabbatbox.com, greenwitchform.com, oh, yeah. badwitch.co.uk, jstore.org, and blog.britishmuseum.org. Those are my concrete, like can go look at them yourself sources awesome may i throw out a couple as well even though i'm not going to talk first or do you- i also i have a couple of of not online sources oh. as well i have my own journals i have my own dollies and i have the inherited practice of sewing fabric dolls with my mother and my grandmother oh my gosh so that's so which is why it's so funny we're talking about this today because my mom and I are actually working on a sewing project today. It's not a dolly, it's a caftan. I want to learn how to make caftans and robes and stuff because they're all I want to wear because it's hard to be fat when it's hot outside and all I want to wear is caftans. <laughs> so we're working on a sewing project today, so this is really fitting. Yeah. But yeah, those are my other sources. Yes, awesome. go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine is the the first time I read formally about it was my first year of practice which is in silver raven wolf one of her books couldn't tell you which but she has since written a book that i have not read yet but now i want to oh it's called poppet magic and it was published on april 8th 2018 other i also had green witch so that's great and the oxford english dictionary and Webster Dictionary, also JSTOR, and I can't remember what article. I'm so sorry. I, I forgot to write I wrote mine it down, down as well. Uh, yeah, those are my very few. I'm, I, I only have a couple things in the library to share. Okay. Oh, oh, I lied to you. I lied oh. to you. Also, Mortellus. <laughs> uh, sorry. So sorry. How dare you lie I to know. me in this totally vulnerable lied. moment? Totally lied to you. Uh, Mortellus, do I have to wear black? Because I'm probably going to talk about that. More okay. than anything else when it comes to the poppet stuff. But also, if you listened last week or a couple weeks ago, because I think we had an interview in between, Diana, Rachel, Hex okay. also just has a little bit of information about poppets in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now I'm done. Go for it. I'm so excited to hear everything. Everything. Tell me everything, Corey. Okay. Well, let's start with a little definition of what a poppet is. A poppet also known as a poppet, spelled P-O-P-P-I-T, moppet, mop, momet, or pippy, is a doll made to represent a person for casting spells on that person or to aid that person through magic. It's a little dolly. Uh, they can be made out of all kinds of things. Corn dollies, fabric, sticks, ivory. I'm going to get real into something I got. T- Mammoth ivory is what I was talking about mammoth ivory or what they call quote unquote ethical ivory because the mammoth is extinct elephant ivory is no don't do it 
Don't uh, dare. But these are things that have been historically used. Corn husk, wood, bone, grass, cotton, just all the leather, all the things. If it can be formed into the shape of the approximation of a person, it can be made into a poppet. The etymology of the word poppet is an older spelling of the word puppet, or from the Middle English, poppet spelled P-O-P-E-T, meaning a small child or a doll. Uh, it continues to hold that meaning in a lot of English-speaking places. It's also a chiefly, a chiefly British term of endearment or diminutive, referring to a young girl or child, kind of like the words dear or sweetie. Now, if that sounds like I read it from something, it's because I did. This information can be found on the Wikipedia page for poppets, but it is what I found elsewhere when I was looking for definitions and etymologies. Mm -hmm. So I'm just giving you the thing that I found in that nice little collection. What I was able to find on JSTOR mm -hmm. was in today's climate problematic. It was a lot of like, this bad witch was found with a poppet in her chimney, or this bad witch was responsible for the poppet placed under the doormat at this other house and that person got sick. It was a lot of that, and it was a lot of harmful misinterpretations of quote-unquote voodoo dolls and other voodoo practices. Oh. So, historically, poppets have a lot of misunderstanding attached to them. And because of that, a lot of fear. And because of that, a lot of fear-mongering. Oh, great. When you're researching poppets, I want you to keep that in mind. I want you also to keep in mind that voodoo dolls and poppets are not the same thing. They are different. It's nuanced, but it's different. There are dollies used in voodoo hoodoo, African fetish magic, European spellcasting, but not just for hexing for things yeah. like for things like healing. You might make a dolly for a baby. It was as a blessing. In, it it was big in Irish witchcraft as well and they've found what we now call poppets uh, mm -hmm. all the way back to Egypt. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And Mesopotamia. Yes. I can't wait to get into a certain dolly called the Lion Man. Are you going to do that now or out at the bonfire? I am going to give a quick, here's what the Lion Man is. Okay. And then at the bonfire, you're going to have to literally shut me up because I will not be able to stop talking about <laughs> it. So the Lowenmensch figurine, often called the Lion Man of Hollenstein, is a prehistoric sculpture. It was found in a German cave in 1939, and it is 40,000 years old. <gasps> oh my gosh. It is one of the oldest known examples of an artistic representation and the oldest confirmed statue ever discovered. The thing about it is, it is the first statue, the first representation of a non-human humanoid being, meaning that it is considered to be the first representation of deity. It is made of mammoth ivory, and a person using, a modern person, tried to recreate this thing using the same tools they would have had and it took him over 400 hours, which means that human beings 40,000 years ago in a time that was dangerous, unstable, found the time, found 400 hours worth of time to create this totem, this dolly, this figurine. Wow. And it has wear on it that is consistent with being passed from hand to hand. Or rubbed. That is amazing. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about 40, it. 40,000 years. Wow. The only thing, like, contemporary with it that we have that is a humanoid figure is the Venus of Hollyfells. Now, you know what this is. If, okay. Even if you don't know what this is, you do. It is the figurine 
that you have seen. It's an upper paleolithic figurine, again, made out of mammoth ivory. And it was also found in Germany. And it's basically, it's basically a pair of tits, a fat, beautiful belly, legs, arms, and a teeny tiny head. We call this the Venus of Wallendorf in my home. We have yeah. one of these statues in our home. So wow. it's also uh, called Venus vom Hollenfels, wow. vom Hollenfels, Venus Maybe von they're Schelking. Yeah. Schelklingen also is another one. She's beautiful and she's the earliest known undisputed example of a depiction of a human being. The distinction here is that the lion man is a human being with a beast's head. So that is the difference. So yes, do they talk at all about whether or not it's actually a deity or were they maybe making something that actually existed back then? I mean, is that possible with evolution? It is. It is reminiscent of things that we see on like papyri and cave Mm -hmm. paintings and um, really old Egyptian paintings uh so i don't know that it's a Mm. thing that actually was existing got it when you went down the rabbit hole they didn't talk about that being Mm, a possibility but it also may have been a representation of a holy figure who wore a beast's like right mane or helm in ritual or ceremony um in the way of like a feathered headdress or antlers or 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 a taxidermied trophy from a hunt. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me, too. So those are the ancientest examples we have wow. of a puppet or a dolly or a figurine made to look like a person. Wow. And I'm obsessed but to talk about dollies as we know them today and use them today and in recent history, not prehistory, a puppet can be used f- as an effigy, something to be burned or like think of um, the Burning Man. Mm-hmm. Think of, of that. It can be used in protection magic, something buried in your home property put in your chimney something to collect evil spirits and bad energies so they don't enter your home it could be something you make for a baby to fill it with blessings for the baby Uh, something for them to hold and love and drool on and (laughs) carry around carrying all of that love with it it can be used as a focus for malevolence you know or as a focus for justice Mm -hmm. or as a focus for you know anything you would want enacted on another being and as such has carried with it a lot of fear and a lot of like vilification a lot of witch trial nonsense yeah is like well i saw this woman with a dolly in her house so she's a witch. That is some of the stuff that I had because Malleus, what? what? Malleus Maleficarum. Maleficarum. I spelled it out phonetically for myself. So thank you for saying it, though. That's one of the first places that they went to condemn witches. And the poppet is all over that. All over the place. Yeah. Harkness talks about poppets in the 1500s and also in the third book as well just a little bit just touches on it barely but yeah yeah and I found too you can use it for prophecy as well as for healing and rubbing the egg thing that we talked about on another episode and that you can bind people with poppets yeah there's a part in um, the movie Stardust that I always think of at the end. Spoiler alert, it's an old movie. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it by now, this is not a huge spoiler, but like, it's a spoiler. There's a part at the end where Michelle Pfeiffer's character, who is a witch, has a little like soap 
like a bendable like soap dolly mm-hmm. that she uses to manipulate somebody like she m- makes it sword fight with somebody else mm. which is wild i think that's one of the biggest depictions in modern culture in the movies that they take puppets and voodoo yeah. and like in the witches of eastwick do. yeah yes yeah yes which i cannot wait in west african fetish magic there are these dolls called a fetish Uh, it contains super significant power and is typically worn around or carried as a talisman it was used Mm. to harm and kill enslaved people who Mm. were found with them on their person in the colonies um it was used as a way to say this one's bad. Where did I uh, read? I I don't remember where I was reading about that. Where uh, it, that exact thing. Yeah. That you talked about that when they got over to the states, they just they were so terrified of them. They just killed. The they brought them human. with when they were forced mm-hmm. to leave. Yep. And yeah. So in that case, it was not so much representative of an individual person but was possessed by spirits connected mm-hmm. to the owner of the doll or puppet, uh, the fetish. Mm-hmm. In wow. New Mexico, when I go visit, there's a lot of indigenous fetishes, little representations of people, deities, beings. The, the, a fetish is a, is a fascinating thing, and I encourage you all to go look into it. Yeah. Um, in American hoodoo and folk magic, uh, there's a lot of stuff... Uh, that is brought into the Voodoo religion, spelled V-O-D-O-U-N. You're going to see a lot of that misrepresented in popular culture and media and movies. Uh, you can make your dollies out of wax, out of soap, out of, out of all the things. Um, there's a process of waking them up or making them quote-unquote active. That's one of the things I love. Yeah, I which that. I would love to let you talk about when we get out to the bonfire. Oh, oh okay. Um, I would love for you to take that because I don't know a lot about it. I make corn dollies uh, on the fire festivals in the summer. I have ones from last year that I'm going to burn this year when summer ends. Nice. I have some dollies on my altar right now that are charging up for a spell that I'm going to release on the next full moon. Um I'm going to keep to myself what that's all about. Uh, but it's, I'm fascinated by these things. And I can't wait to go out to the bonfire to talk about why. Well, but let's... if you have any more library stuff, oh, I would love to hear I it. I do. I do have just one more. I wanted to talk about sympathetic magic. So sympathetic magic is based on the assumption that a person or a thing can be supernaturally affected through its name or an object representing it. Green Witch. They talk about the fact that it can be traced as one of the oldest practices of sympathetic magic. And sympathetic magic, in case you don't know, it's it's mostly what we all do, Uh, at least when we start. Some people never abandon it. Some people just do higher magics. Most people do both once they reach that stage in their practice. I did want to mention that. Amazing. I'm glad you did. Should we head out? To honestly, can we go out to the kiddie pool today? I was sitting pinning a pattern and I was fully sweating. And I was like, why? I took a cold shower. Like, I should not be sweating. <laughs> I got my ta ta towel ready for the really hot days. Thank you for that. I have one now. I'm so excited. It's so great. You'd get out of the shower and just put it right on, dry off the rest of you. It's the best. Tell me more about why you're so fascinated and so, what's the name again lion oh the lion man the lion man yeah yeah i love storytelling mm-hmm. <laughs> do you now do you? and we know this yeah. we know about my bordering on obsession with storytelling every day i focus on the words i say and the power they have a little more And every day I think a little bit harder about the story that I'm telling about my life by existing and living it um, and the words I use about it. And those words have power. But I think that the stories that we will never know because they were not written down are told to us by the things we find about the people, Mm -hmm. right? 
and the lion man the the sheer work it may it took to make him right the sheer energy exerted on this thing that was not necessary to survival but was necessary to spirit like it was clearly necessary or they wouldn't have done it it was necessary it was vital to the story of these people is so powerful to me and has gripped me like has me in such a chokehold the last couple of days I am just obsessed with this idea. I don't blame you. I cannot wait to go and read about it. The visceral, primal human experience of sitting around a fire and telling a story and passing around this thing. Like, we will never know exactly what that looked like, but we can see it in our minds, in our own experience. Like the the story stick around a campfire right yep the feeling stick the story stick the spirit yep. stick the whatever the fuck like we can see it being passed around and stories being told and mm. feelings being expressed and prayers being sent up we can see it because it is part of who we are it is in our dna it is in our bones and so this doll because that's what it is. Anybody who's like, they're action figures, mom. They're dolls. And that's fine. They're, they're dolls. Good. Dolls are powerful. Dolls are representative of human beings. And this dolly was representative of a higher being. And that is so fucking cool to me. But dollies, like poppets are a perfect intersection for me of tradition, mm -hmm. magic, and crafts. Because I love crafts and I love connecting with my ancestors, my grandmothers. And I have a doll named Dolly that is made out of cloth that my mother made she has brown yarn for hair. She had marker drawn on for her face. It had been drawn on many, many times and washed off many, many times. She has a little pink flower shirt and little corduroy pants. And she's just a round head. She looks like a gingerbread man. Her name is Dolly. And I love her with my whole heart. And I can picture her perfectly in my mind. She's in my closet safe um, from my cat. <laughs> Uh, she's come with me everywhere I've ever moved. She's been my dolly forever. Mm. And I have an incredibly deep emotional attachment to this doll. Mm. Because my mother made it. Gave it to me. Put all her love in the stuffing. So this poppet, this dolly, was a blessing. But it was also a toy. Like, yeah. it was so powerful. And... I know that she made it for me because her mother made something like that for her. And probably her mother made something like that for her. And back and back and back and back. Yeah. And I think that is so powerful. It is so powerful. Because on that side of the family, if you go back far enough, there's Celts. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And history of like Viking culture in our family line that is such a powerful line matrilineally i feel like super connected to that family through that dolly and so i'd never really thought about that in regards to my magic until i started thinking about poppets which is why i wanted to do this episode so bad that but this so happened <laughs> when it needed to happen yeah there's a thing inside of teddy bears and stuffed animals called the heart yeah. And when anim when stuffed animals get revitalized, restuffed, cleaned, refurbished, if they have to take the old stuffing out or patch the fabric, they take a wad of the old stuffing and the old fabric and they sew it into a little heart and they put mm -hmm. it back in the in the stuffed animal. Because even toys, the people that refurbish and revitalize them know they have a, like a spirit 
They have energy in them. If you can have that in a toy, in a stuffy, imagine what you can concentrate into a magical poppet, into something that you put your focused magical energy into. Imagine the protective force on your home. Imagine the healing force in another person's home of a sick friend, of a grieving friend, a dolly that you place on their hearth. Like the power of that Mm. is extraordinary to me. Mm -hmm. And to wake it up by putting that final stitch or that final carving or that final sigil or whatever it is, to wake it up, to give it life is extraordinary to me. And that's how I feel about poppets. I think it's really cool. I like I said, I I am terrified of the of losing one. So fair. When I when I finally get my actually yes, this summer I am making one. So when I was reading the ritual for Riley in Mortellus's book, Do I Have to Wear Black? They go on to talk about how if you want to, if you save some of the hair of the animal, that you can make a poppet and you can activate that to call them to see if they want to be your familiar. Oh. Yeah. And I don't want that for Riley. He was never, that, that's not who he was to me. He's something much different. <laughs> and uh, A best friend. A big yeah, love. he really was. He really was. And uh, anyway, I shaved a lot of his hair after sure. he passed away and saved it. And I'm, I am going to make a dolly slash pop it because there's also, since then, I have found some grieving spells that, that help with that. And it's been very odd for me. I often will feel, and I always feel my animals after they pass, and I haven't felt Riley. And I kept asking for his ashes to come back, and they did. And I thought, oh, now I'm going to feel him. I don't feel him. So these are the moments when I believe in reincarnation. <laughs> and I go, oh, he was ready. He was advanced. He's gone on to something else. I wonder what it is. And yeah, but anyway, the poppet, I, I, I am looking to the poppet for comfort. And for, for grieving, grieving, and I get to have his, his hair. And I just think that's so special. Uh, and I got the idea from reading Mortellus's rights and then researched it, and sure enough, there it was. So I am also excited. I'm also excited for the other reasons <laughs> that you and I have been talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears in these particular dollies. That's, oh, that, see, and all, oh, so... Let's talk about activating. Let's that is one way it. to activating. Me, I keep saying I'm obs- I am as obsessed with story as Corey or storytelling as Corey is. It is actually one of the things what you just described about sitting around the fire and passing the story stick. It's one of the first things I talk about in Drama 101 of how we started as human beings. We can see it on the cave walls and everything and trace it back. We know that humans, from the time they were able to communicate probably before language, were able to tell stories in that way with gesture work. And yeah, of course we, we do. And live. solidifying like these statues. I just, it's so important. And that's why it's so important in hard times, dark times, to keep being creative. For one thing, you're going to feed the collective energy. I really believe that. But you also are going to help yourself. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with helping yourself and doing that self-care. So I know that in the first days of 2017, a lot of people were like, I'm not creative. I don't feel creative. I don't want to be creative. And then it got worse during the pandemic. If you can try to meditate and find that peace for yourself. And so that's storytelling, finding peace for yourself. And oh, yeah. Can I say something to that point? Yes, I'm just going to put in I what I was going to say next done. into my head. Nope, nope, you're good. I got it now. Okay. <laughs> I would like to say a hearty get fucked to the people who made fun of the people who like learned how to make bread 
or learn oh, yeah. how to do macrame. It's like, where's everybody learning how to make bread? Because we need to or, create something, yeah. Robert. Like, <laughs> or started a sourdough starter. Or started, like, yeah. we needed to create things and somebody saw somebody make bread and went, fuck, yes, that's what I need to be doing. Somebody saw somebody learning how to tie-dye and was like, that is what I need to do because mm-hmm. we needed to create something. If somebody is creating something that makes them happy and brings them joy, don't shit on it. As long as it's not hurting anybody or oppressing anybody, I don't understand. Ugh. I don't understand humans sometimes. I, I, don't, I don't get why people want to suck the joy out of things for other people. It's because they're miserable. So, yes, I guess psychologically. Yeah. We yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. we all wanted to create something in that time. Feed your body as well as your soul with that yes. good old bread there. Uh, and you can even make gluten-free, but then you don't have to knead it and stuff like that. <laughs> because that then it'll taste really tough and awful. Well, and I, as far as being creative and telling story, and, and I storytelling is phenomenally important to me. But the next thing that's really so crucial and important to me and I think is one of the most important elements in magic I think there are a couple of things that are on equal hierarchy that are important in magic is breath work Mm. your breath your life force just like blood and one of the ways that you activate poppets is with your breath there are so many higher magic activities that have to do with meditation and breath work and you can find that outside of witchcraft as well it came naturally to many of us and we don't practice it so much anymore most people most people do not breathe deeply on a daily basis like that's why right now go ahead and take a deep breath into your belly button and let it out it might make you yawn yeah, it might. Take a, you can take a breath in and hold it when you get to the bottom of the breath for a moment and then let it out and just take your time with it and start to slow down. I realized that during all the Riley stuff, I stopped doing that. I was like, I'm never sleeping anymore after he's gone. I, I stopped breathing myself to sleep. <laughs> you know, that those deep cleansing breaths. Yeah. And so anyway, that's one of the ways to activate a poppet. You can also sing and dance to it, to the heart of it. When you create it, when you activate it, you're usually activating the poppet for a specific thing. You're Mm -hmm. activating it for healing. You're activating it to help your marriage. You're activating it to protect yourself or someone else. You are activating it for healing and joy. You can use a tuning fork. You can use light and expose paper pieces and blow it across. That is directly from Silver Raven Wolf, by the way, that I had in my... Could you use bells? Yes, you can. Singing, dancing. Also, a lot of people do it in line with astrological activation when it's going to serve a certain intent. So it's very... It's a very focused form of spell work. And I cannot believe that I've been too scared to do it. Again, not because I was scared of the magic or the bullshit fear that goes around that, but because I'm terrified of losing it. You can activate it with a sigil. You can activate it with your blood. So there are a lot of different ways to activate it, and you definitely want to have an intention. It's very specific. Poppet work is very, very specific, which I'm really excited about. And I also, it's not exactly not magic, but the stitching. I love the idea mm-hmm. of the stitching and every single stitch has a specific intent and a specific focus. I, oh, I just love it. I, I have fallen in love with this. I know somebody who does embroidery and does spell work in the stitches and like cross stitching and stuff. Yep. Because each cross stitch is what? A little X. And quilt work. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I have a quilt from my Aunt Linda that is magical. Yeah. I know that evangelical Christians do not say they are magic, 
but they do a lot of the exact same things. My grandmother absolutely quilted quilts with intention while she was making it for someone and what she wanted for their lives. Oh my gosh. Filled it with prayers. And she was powerful. Filled it with prayers and blessings. Yeah. I'd love to say she was a powerful Jewish Irish witch, but I can't because she never claimed that for herself. But she had some serious mojo. For sure. You did not mess with that woman. <laughs> That's why it's also I would like to offer a suggestion to folks who also might have a fear of losing the poppet. Write it down. First of all, make yourself a cute little map in your like in your book of mirrors or whatever it is that you're using. But know that like once you place it, you don't have just like with the stuff we were talking about yeah. in the um book reviews episode, you can't worry it. No, you can't. Like you can stop thinking about it. If you if I was to stick a a dolly in my fireplace in my office, yeah. which I intend to do, I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. I'm going to put all my love and all my intention and all my protection and I'm going to activate it to protect my home and my space. And then I'm going to just trust it and forget it's there. I'm going to write down in my journal. I'm going to say, today I put a dolly in my fireplace. <laughs> um, that is really smart. And if I, I and if I made one for like a friend or something who was unwell, I would say, today I made a dolly for so-and-so. I put it here. My, and then I don't have to keep it in my brain because I have it in my journal. My thing is, Corey has watched this for, you know, a year now. I'm almost through with my room. How long have I been saying that, y'all? But I do finally have some things in permanent places. So, like, my spirit board is probably never going to move from where it is right now, except when I use it, and then I'll put it back. Right. But its little altar is all its own. So I was thinking maybe I could... You know, let my poppet hang with Bree, who's the controller of that particular spirit board. And then I wouldn't worry about losing it because I never, I do offerings and stuff up there and take the offerings. Away. Okay, so here's an example of, like, I was just thinking taking offerings away because I was like, no, no, a poppet could go there. I have some medicine for my mouth right now. And I was picking up, I, I was, I used it at the side table while we were watching, you know, The Lincoln Lawyer. And so I sat it down and there was were some dishes and some napkins and stuff. And I picked everything up and I went and threw it away and I couldn't find my medicine. I was like, where the heck did it go? I know it was here. I looked under the couch. I looked in the cushions. I looked everywhere. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, my God, I picked it up and threw it away. This is what my brain uh, does, y'all. It fucks with me all the time. So so that's yes. But you are absolutely right, Corey. Don't take on my fear, everybody. Also, like I am a compulsive rearranger. Mm. Are you? So I, I guess also, I am too. I have that fear. It's an ADHD thing. I've done it since I was a kid. Yes. <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I was constantly rearranging my bedroom, repainting my desk, yes. redoing my vibe yes. constantly because the current one I had was no longer stimulating or interesting oh my to my brain. Do you know? So I had to rearrange it. Right. What is good about that is there's no stagnant energy in my no, room. None. Except that there's some shit in there that I need to get rid of. And that that stuff sure. takes on energy. And I do want to get rid of that in, in my house, especially after reading sense. Hex Twisting. It was just such a clear reminder, as is the research on Poppet, about how, just like everything, preventative medicine is the best. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. I think I've yeah. talked about all the poppet stuff I've wanted to. Did you want to say anything else? I could talk about the Lion Man for not another hour and a half, but otherwise, <laughs> no. Um, I also could talk about the Venus. Oh, Ev almost so every like beautiful, fat woman fertility mm. goddess you've ever seen mm -hmm. is like the Venus is the blueprint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. She's the blueprint. Um, and she's beautiful. Mm. Oh, I love her so much. Cool. Well, let's send up some sparks. Let's do let's that. Let's do it. I would love that. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, I'll go first this time. Uh, my spark uh, is the still timely abortionfunds.org. Uh, this is a website where you can go to locate local or national organizations that need help currently to provide health care to folks who no longer have access to health care. Um, 
Good because one. it has been taken from them. This is called abortionfunds.org. Please go check it out. It's not also always about money. I know that money is a thing that is difficult to part with because we need it to survive in the current hellscape. Know that it's not always money donations. Sometimes it's organizing things. Sometimes it's getting out emails or phone banking. Um, it is literally what in your area can you help with? So please go check out abortionfunds.org. At the very least, they will have things that you can share and disseminate out to others. That is great. I love that. And again, all this will not only be in our Sparks, it's probably in our link tree already. Corey and I have already talked about yep. that. You're going to be like, wait, didn't you just talk about this a couple weeks ago on your Instagram? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> because everybody <laughs> needs this information and we need to know and we need to be supporting those women who are stuck in places where they have to go to states before they can get health care. And yep. we're going to lose people, everyone. And we're going to try to mitigate that damage. We are going to mitigate By telling that. you the, about abortionfunds.org. That is absolutely right. The other way we're going to mitigate it, I just want to keep giving you, I'm, I'm doing two today. I'm so sorry. I want to give Please. you some tools for your magic if you haven't already, if you're not already into this. And then I want to give you a real life anti-racism thing to do, and it, which is really fun, which I already spoiled earlier. So let me go ahead and talk about Vanessa first. Vanessa. How do you spell it? You spell it V-A-N-E-S-S-A-H-U-A dot com. She is a writer. She's written a gorgeous novel that I can't wait to finish reading called A River of Stars. She's been reviewed on the Washington Post and NPR and the books of 2018 list has been called a marvel by the O Oprah magazine and delightful by the economist and she has a ton of work out there and she's also a writer for the San Francisco Chronicle so she's also a journalist so she was talking to us today about interviews and I asked her I said do you teach a class on that because I want to take it she is so grounded and centered and funny. I know she's funny because I've listened to her reading, even though I haven't read her books yet. By the time this comes out, I will have A River of Stars read, which I'm really excited about. Her parents were immigrants from China. She talked a little bit about that. So she's first generation. And we talked a lot about dialects and stuff today. Vanessa Hua. But I recognize her face. Oh, got it. Because of that name. So I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is that who I think it is? It is. Uh, she's great. She is great. And she is hopefully. I'm, yeah. I'm so jealous you got to be in a workshop. Oh, her. my gosh. And it was over Zoom because she is in San Francisco. But she was teaching at sure. Hugo House, which, by the way, if you are all are writers and you want to take some tune up classes or just something to keep you focused, Hugo House is now everywhere. And I'm a member. They do amazing work there and they bring in so many varied authors. Go to their website and check them out. I better make them a spark some other day. Never mind. You go else. But you might hear that again. Here's my other one, and this is for your magical practice. I want to spark Radiant Crystal Cards by Bouchette Design, and I absolutely love the deck. It is in short supply right now, even if you can't afford it. But if you can and you want to go and get one... She's not going to recreate that. She's not going to republish them. She's not going to do a second edition until next year because they're having such bad supply chain problems. And she can't commit to next year because she just did a Kickstarter for the Meraki Chew and workbook. And it's just taking forever for all of these people who are doing this kind of work to get their product and not just tarot cards and stuff there's a huge shortage these are beautiful they are Dana. gorgeous and you can look at them when you come over or i'll bring them here is what oh, you have them. i do here <laughs> here's what i absolutely love about them it's got the stone beautiful artwork i love her art so much but you turn them over she gives you an affirmation she gives you the relationship with the astrological sign she gives you their properties of what they do the crystal itself does and there's one other really cool thing on there that she does and i don't have them in front of me i i have wanted to buy them 
and I have resisted because I'm trying so hard to spend intentionally. And she put yeah. out on Instagram that this was the last of them and she didn't know if they were ever going to be made again. I went, okay, what do I have in my budget? I waited until I had the budget, terrified they were going to be gone by the time I did, and went ahead and that was my, my purchase. These are beautiful. I love that there's a card that explains the seed of life. It's just, they're amazing. Her magic, if you have the Meraki deck, oh my gosh, her magic is just, it's phenomenal. And it's very soothing. And that was the other thing. So I'm doing a lot of things to keep myself empowered during this time. And I know that magic works. I know because I've experienced it before. And it's really easy to convince ourselves that it doesn't and that we're making this shit up. We aren't. We aren't. We were made to come into this world. The energy is there. You can touch the energy. There are some exercises that you can do. And we've talked about them on the podcast before. I love that one where you like rub your hands together mm -hmm. and you hold them apart and you feel them. Yeah. My that babe. ball in there. Yeah. Little ball in there. Yeah. And crystals can be ethically sourced. Don't need to buy any more. Although, you remember the one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago or a month ago now? Yes. Like, oh, Chalcedony. Chalcedony. Thank you. That's not how you pronounce no. it. It's Chalcedony. <laughs> Chalcedony. Chalcedony is one of the cards. I'm trying to act with intention, y'all, because I believe yeah. in that. <laughs> and yep, we don't need yep. to take more from the earth than we actually need, even if it's pretty and we even want it. Even if it's pretty, we want it. Wow. I'm sorry. I just yammered at all of you like I'm your mother. I love it. <laughs> I loved it. Mama Detta said so. That's all I have for today. What a fun day. And we're doing these really early, y'all, because... Somebody's going on a trip. I'm going down to see family in August, so I'm going to be gone for two weeks. And Until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington. 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.